welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Every week on the show, Mike, we talk about disrupting the way entrepreneurs and realtors think about uh, being more productive and more profitable in their business. And this week, I want to disrupt the way you think about freedom. And last week, as we wrapped up our show, we talked about um, how fear shows up when the friction of life is seen as a problem instead of as an opportunity. And so last week, Mike, what problems or opportunities did you encounter in your life and your business? I had a tree fall on my house. <laughs> okay. So a week before closing, uh, a house that I personally own, uh, a tree fell on it. So um, my wife called me. She was upset. She was like, oh, my gosh, like, why aren't you upset? And I'm like, you know. We'll figure it out. You just have to take it and figure it out and everything will come together and you just have to figure it out. So that's the thing that happened this week. So you had a everything is figure outable <laughs> attitude, really. Instead of seeing that as a problem, it becomes everything is figure outable, which is a which really is a mindset, right? And yeah. so rather than seeing it as something that's catastrophic, it's seen as something that's um, an opportunity to to learn how to solve a new problem yeah. or a new challenge. And so um, one of the things that, um, that I encountered this week that kind of leads us into this concept of freedom is, um, you know, we have, we have a three-year-old and, and you have a two-year-old. Mm -hmm. And so um, the idea of freedom with a toddler is, um, is a foreign concept largely. And so, um, you know, I have uh, an, an amazing, um, uh, partner Lauren, who is uh, who's way out of my league and such a great person, and yet has a fascinating relationship with um, with mm -hmm. discipline. And what I've found in my business and in my life is that um, the way people have a relationship with problems is similar to the way people have a relationship with discipline. Yeah. And and I'm not I'm not saying that if someone sees friction as opportunities instead of problems that they have some sort of um, correlative relationship with discipline. What I'm saying is that people have oftentimes a love or hate relationship with the idea of discipline. And, and so in, in digging into this topic for, for our business and for life, what I found is that even the dictionary has a unique relationship with discipline. And so um, Webster defines discipline as the quality of being able to act in a, um, oh, sorry, Webster defines the, the definition of discipline as the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment as a correct disobedience. Yeah. So the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. That's Webster's definition. That's pretty brutal. Right? That's so brutal. that's the hate relationship of discipline, yeah. right? And then the inverse of that is um, a, a separate dictionary. The Collins Dictionary says that discipline is the quality of being able to act in a controlled manner, which involves following a set of particular rules or standards that create calm and discipline. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the juxtaposition of how we feel about discipline that actually creates how we feel about our life. And, and it has been so fascinating to me to watch people in leadership. Um, those that possess the discipline of acting in a controlled and calm manner, following a set of processes and standards and how they feel and approach life through a unique, calm way. And those 
that see discipline and structure as punishment. Right. And, and I'm of the mindset that I hate the concept of structure. And yet what I found is having structure and discipline actually gives me freedom. Yeah. It's the, it's the relationship. It's a relationship we have with our words. I tell my wife, I could say your, your beauty transcends time. Or I could say your face stops a clock. I said <laughs> the same thing using two different words. Yeah. So it's the relationships we have with those words. And so some people have the first uh, definition and that's what they live with. And then some people have the other, the latter. Uh, and it's depending on your mindset and your relationship with that word and how you approach it. Yeah. And, and so when I think about, when I think about the idea of discipline or, you know, if you want to substitute a different word, think about routine or think about structure or think about habits. And, and a lot of people, when I, when I talk about those interchangeable words, they still have a negative relationship with them. In fact, there is no personality assessment on earth that would say that I like routine or structure. And yet what I know is my best self is actually attained. My best life, my peak happiness is found when I have a routine. I don't like routine. I like the results. Okay. I like the results of a routine. Does that make sense? Absolutely it does. So like I know that every day if like there's days that I don't want to do something, but guess what? This is what I do. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because what I found is that people, their relationship with something in their routine determines their willingness to uh, adopt it. Um, and so, you know, like kind of my pushback or challenge to people has been, um, do you think it's a good, it's a good routine or a good habit or a good discipline to brush your teeth every day? Right. Yes. Do you think it's a good discipline to take a shower every day? Yes. Do you think it's a good discipline to um, tell your, your spouse that you love them every day? Yes. So you, you do understand the value yeah. of discipline. It is, it is the relationship with the particular um, actions or behaviors that we need to implement or adopt into our life that we're unwilling to make peace with having a positive <clears throat> relationship with. And we blame it on structure or discipline. Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt this podcast. This place, this DR Horton model we're in is sweet. If you haven't experienced DR Horton recently, they're brand new to Indianapolis, but they are America's largest builder. You have to check them out. DR Horton, America's largest builder. I think we're getting, I can get kind of super deep here, but do you think that we're kind of conflating? I, I feel like, that comes from a place of ego, a, pra- a place of selfishness. So like we have the framework, like we don't even want, we don't want anyone telling us what to do. Yeah. Not even pre- pre- prescribed framework. Yeah. We want to be able to like control everything. That's and right. so we actually, it's a, a way of kind of self like a self-destruction type it is, thing. Absolutely. It's self-sabotage. <laughs> self-sabotage, right. I guess, is the yep. word that I'm looking for. Yeah. So like, I feel like nobody's going to tell me what to do. Not even this routine. That's right. Or this habit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I just think we have to kind of like understand that that is a part of our, 
our makeup. This is this is who we are, and you need to. Imb- we should embrace ha- however it is that we are. I know that that's what I struggle with. It is. It absolutely, and we, and in my belief, we all struggle with that. And and it's also understanding that 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 is inherent to human nature. Is the the development of the ego or is like you said is is not having the um the shackles of control you know warren buffett talks about um about the chains of habit are are too heavy to break and and unfortunately that's oftentimes the way people see discipline is having a chain and yet the reality of it is is that um we all have habits every single day that we've made peace with right. it is merely a matter of having the mindfulness awareness of realizing that we have a choice whether to make peace with our our disciplines right. that actually serve us we consciously know that that having a routine or building good habits or having structured discipline is a positive thing for um, our lives and yet most people resist structure and discipline myself included by the way i was thinking about this on the way here i was like i'm late everywhere i go and it is unacceptable to the people that depend on me to show up and i can't categorize this as a personality trait of quote, who I am, there, there inherently has to be a problem further up in the chain that's causing my lateness everywhere I go. Right. And so what I, what I realized was I actually don't have a routine. I don't have a structured morning routine and therefore my efficiency is completely eroded every morning. So I wake up four hours before I go to work and show up late to work every day. It's not a matter of not being awake or not being on time. It's the fact that I have no system for efficiently managing those four hours to ensure that a consistent routine is being there on time. Yeah. The result, optimal result. And, and so what I, what I, in thinking about that, what I realized is that, you know, there are things that adding routines and discipline gives us. And what it gives us is freedom because a discipline or a daily habit of, of a structured routine gives us efficiency. When we have the ability to follow a routine, we have efficiency to reduce the wasteful decisions that yeah. we have to make on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, I was talking to my crew and um, this is a, a great, a great little segue. I was talking to my crew about, I was reading about um, making the bed. Yeah. And uh, I read that somewhere, I'm sorry, I don't have the, the actual uh, article or the, uh, where they said that if you make your bed, you are 237% more likely to be a millionaire. Okay. All right. Okay. So I struggle with that. I struggle. I was like, okay, I don't make my bed every day. Yeah. I want to be a millionaire, but I don't make my bed every day. <laughs> so guess what I did? I started making my bed and I struggled. I made, I made my bed for a week. And then I stopped making my bed and I'm like, okay, I'm doomed. (laughs) I'm not going to be a millionaire because I didn't make my bed. But then I started like thinking about it. I'm like, what is it that a person that makes their bed? Why is it that making their bed has anything to do with them being a millionaire? Yeah. It's because every morning they get up and they make their bed. Yeah. That's just what they do. Mm -hmm. That's their routine. Yeah. And if they're willing to have a routine, as insignificant as making their bed, 
think about the other powerful routines that they use throughout their day. Absolutely. So what, what that, what that says to me is, is the ability to control your behavior to overpower your thinking because our default mode is not to think that we want to make our bed. Can we live our mind or live our behavior? And so the behavior of taking action to make our bed um, sets the tone for um, understanding that our behavior is first and then our thinking follows. Yeah. And so when we when we take action, eventually that um, that pattern of taking action um, allows us to have a peaceful thought, a peaceful relationship with making our bed to become a routine. And so it is one of the keystone habits that um, that Charles Duhigg talks about in, in building a happy life and the, all of the research that goes into the, the habits of how to develop life happiness. One of them is making your bed. And, and no matter who you are, the consistency of having a routine to make your bed every day actually is a compounding habit that relates to happiness um, because you're willing to do the things that you don't want to do in order to um, reduce the amount of clutter, have consistency and a more efficient um, daily routine. And so uh, the need for routine and for a uh, structure of discipline is that it also saves you time which is really the only thing you have anyway. Yeah. Time is your only resource in life, and therefore having a routine saves you time. The inverse of that works by me being late. Not having a routine means I'm not saving time. Less time. Yeah. And so I have to actually cheat my business and my life by not being able to allocate um, time to my family, my friends or relationships by working longer days right. as a result of not having a routine being and not being structured. That's right. Yeah. And so my relationship with fighting structure actually means I cheat the people around me on a, on a regular basis because um, oftentimes we think that not having the routine will actually give us freedom. It is the inverse of that. And, uh, and so what having discipline allows us to do is also to prioritize the most important tasks. Yeah. What is one of the routines that you look, that you have to prioritize your tasks? Uh, I get up. Um, I, like I mentioned in previous podcasts, I make lists. I review my list every day and then I actually, I'm not, I don't know if I'm the best at this. I'll actually pull out what are my priorities that morning and I will like, embolden them and make sure that those things on that task. And that's something that I do constantly when I'm reviewing this, I review my list every hour. <laughs> well, well, the good news is that, um, you, when you, when you mention that, um, oddly enough, one of the other keystone habits, one of the other eight keystone habits is planning out your day. And so yeah. having the discipline to have a planned day gives you the ability to prioritize your most important tasks on a, on a daily basis. And so, um, so that becomes one of the other structured routines that you should have is planning your day. And that thankfully, I guess, happens to be uh, one of your routines. My so, calendar, if you do, I don't know what I'm doing. I literally look, oh, that's what I'm doing today. You yeah. asked me a question. I was like, I don't remember. I literally have to go back and look at my calendar. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> What, what having a routine and discipline does as well is it reduces your need for willpower. 
You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how willpower is really a um, finite resource. You cannot um, can consistently operate from a position of clutter and think that willpower can be on call. In fact, uh, willpower is a finite resource that you can run out of every day. And, and that's because there's, you have a cogn every one of us has a cognitive load right. that we can, um, use on a daily basis and not having a routine places stress on your cognitive load. You have no idea what to tackle first. Right. Yeah. How does that show up in your life? Uh, how do you have the awareness to it? So, um, so if I have a problem, I typically look at it as a project. So then um, I'll just take the high level and I'll kind of write it down and then I'll just kind of chew on it, uh, think about it. And then I'll uh, actually will take a what's the next what's the next step. And so I'll take action steps um, in order to kind of take advantage or to solve the bigger puzzle. Like a tree fell on my house. <laughs> yeah. OK. A tree fell on my house. It's supposed to close yesterday. <laughs> OK. So. Okay, that's a huge problem. So my wife calls me and she's upset. And she's like, you're really calm. I'm like, you know what? Until I get there and I'm able to assess and then I'll take the next step. And so by taking that approach a year ago, six months ago, I would have been freaking out with my wife. But what that's allowed me to do is have this calmness and saying, look, it's a problem. It's something that we can overcome. So. Um, that's how I normally approach it. I approach it as a project and I break it down into littler to smaller bite-sized pieces. And then you can tell I'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> and then I end up tackling the big, the bigger project. Well, you know what? I'm glad you said that you're hungry, Mike, because one of the other <laughs> keystone habits of, of, um, of life, happiness and effectiveness, um, according to, uh, Charles Duhigg is tracking what you eat. I don't do that. I don't do that either. <laughs> and so um, tracking what you eat happens to be one of the keystone habits. Although I will tell you one of the ways in which I found that I operate um, from my my peak happiness level um, and, and feeling as though I'm living intentionally is by already having pre-cooked and pre-planned meals, right? So um, I've, I've used meal services to deliver food and then um, like a dog said that basically I wanna eat the same food every day of the week for that week. So one, I don't have to think about it. Two, I know I'll like what I'm eating. And three, I already know what I'm eating calorically. Um, I have to think about it. I don't have to think about it, that's yeah. right. It reduces the cognitive load. Amy thinks I'm crazy. Cause I'll eat the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and it's like, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about the calories. I don't have to think about like, I'm really good at making it cause I make it. every. <laughs> so, so there are, there, I'm sure there's someone yeah. who listens, who thinks that that's crazy as well. Yeah. By the way, I remember the first time I, for some reason, I remember, um, I used to be a giant meathead and I remember reading like flex magazine or something probably 20 years ago. And one of the, you know, Mr. Olympia, guys talked about eating the same meal every single day. And that sounded awful to me. Mm -hmm. And, and then I started using a meal service uh, here locally. And every day I had like five different meals or five different, you know, it was like three meals and two snacks. And that was five days a week, five different options. 
And it actually became a point where I was like, well, some of these things I like better than others. Some of them I don't yeah. eat. Um, it just became like, well, this isn't really I like this sol- one every That's right. <laughs> this I isn't just eat solving my problem <laughs> that I wanted to solve. Yes, I'm eating more healthy, right. but now I have more decisions to make. Yeah. And so for the people that think it's crazy um, to think about eating every day, what, how would you enroll someone in that idea? <sighs> or how do you try to enroll Amy in that idea? Uh, I, I, you know what? You're bringing up this. It's actually sounding pretty good. I'm actually going to start doing some research because we still do it the old fashioned way by cooking, going to the grocery store. But uh, yeah, you know what? It's just your time. It's to not think about it. I know we've talked, we've alluded to in the past. It's decision fatigue. I like the idea of wearing a uniform because then I don't have to make a decision. Yeah. Um, so that's a way. I mean, until you get to that point where you're at for decision fatigue. I guess eating, you know, having a variety of food or, uh, you know, or, or different things like that maybe appeals to them more. I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't been able. I, haven't, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried. I just, <laughs> I'm just used to people assuming that, um, that I'm not human or that I'm unrelatable. So I don't yeah, try to enroll yeah, people on having yeah. the consistency of the same meal on a regular basis. For me, when I like something, just do what I like. And then if it can be likable and healthy and I don't have to think about it, it makes my life easier and it doesn't add value or have long-term actual fulfillment. So why take time and energy to think about it? And that's one of the benefits of living a disciplined life is that when you establish that routine, you actually get to live your purpose. You actually get to live your intentional life by contributing to the world instead of spinning your wheels in ineffective and inefficient processes and activities that don't actually contribute. And so um, as we kind of wrap things up, um, what would you say to someone who is still fighting the idea of having structure or fighting the idea of doing things that they um, know they need to do? whether that's exercise, whether that's eat right, whether that's um, having a consistent routine, what would you say to those particular people to help um, enroll them in the idea of becoming more intentional and having a routine? It's a mindset. So um, I know I say that a lot, but it's a mindset. So I take a bucket of water, I channel it through a a hose and with force and it can kind of it can blow a wall down it can it can blow you down yeah that hose is structure and so or I could just let the water fall on the ground and it's just chaos so allowing channeling that the activities that you do in a way every day can have radical results so that's when I say just change your mindset the framework isn't meant to chain you back, it's a it's meant to focus you so that you can att- attain your dreams. <laughs>